Hello, 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 children. This is your friend Agatha, queen of lentils, friend of letter men and women everywhere, teacher of uh, children and very adult children. And I just wanted to give you a message uh, to, do, to do your best and buy a T-shirt from the pod band so we can keep this podcast sounding good. And so I do not lose my temper with you in the back of my classroom or any of you. Please buy a shirt. It's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash shirt. And now I return you to a show. Maybe not as good as my show, but you you will understand. Thank you. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. I think, I, I hope you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. And, you know, if you, you say, what, some of you say, well, I like hearing what the rest is. What's the rest? And some of you might be new here. You might say, hey, what's the rest? And some of you might have skeptical brains. You say, what in the hell is the rest of this nonsense? And I'd say I'm happy to answer all of those questions because they happen to be the same question with the same words, just in different tones. So I'll tell you what the rest is. I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain or whatever else has got you up at night tossing, turning, thinking, worrying, listing, planning. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to distract you from that. Uh, tonight's going to be a new TV show. Well, not a new TV, a TV show. Well, you'll see. I mean, it's an introduction of a new new series tonight, a series of shows on a TV show. That's not important. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, unresolved metaphors. And those of you, you know, with a, they say, she's never heard of an unresolved metaphor before. I thought most metaphors were resolved. If I'm feeling ambitious, I might use a simile without like or as. And, you know, she said, say, if you, if you heard my haikus before, I'd say, you know, I'd say, she's not even sure where the, where the syllables start and where they end. Uh, but really it goes on a theory I have that you can't, you know, when your your brain pipes up at bedtime, you can either listen to that stuff or you can listen to me, but you can't do both at the same time. So if you listen to me drone on, lull on, you know, I'm your boyfriend. And, 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 and I'm also a fellow sufferer of, because I don't know what you guys are like. But I got this part of me, even during the daytime, that's a little bit like, uh, a little bit like the adult version of Chicken Little that says, okay, doom and gloom machine. And usually it's running on a lower, you know, it's driving some of my less, uh, you know, Say, geez, why did I do that? Oh, because it was some some something run in the background telling me I'm doomed. Uh, but then at bedtime, 
it seems like everything gets quiet in those voices. It, whatever you were using during the day, your day-to-day life, which was distracting you from that, those voices, uh, they seem to start popping up and start, you know, all of them are popping in for a visit, right? You know, knocking at your door. It's, it reminds me a bit of like a, a, a pre-apocalyptic novel, kind of like On the Beach or more recently The Last Policeman on Earth, I think it's called, or The Last Policeman, I think that's just, it's just The Last Policeman. Like these books about, okay, we know the world's probably going to end, so, you know, what would you do with your last few months? How would you behave? And those books kind of pull the strings of like, well, this is how this person would behave. And this is how this person would be. And most of them, a lot of them, we say, well, that makes sense. You know, hedonism or she's taking up a new hobby. I think there was a guy that liked in, in on the beach raced cars. He just started, they started racing cars. And I don't know why I think this. I say, Jesus, if they make it, make that into a movie, Jude Law should be the guy that races cars. Why? I'm fixated on that. I don't know. But I say I'd like to make the movie on the beach. I don't remember many of the characters, but the guy that races cars, I'd like Jude, Jude Law. Would you like to play that character? And hopefully he'd say indubitably. Uh, and I'd say, well, excuse me, is that a good, is indubitably good or bad? But for some reason, you know, I ha- like I said, I have this voice that says, hey, you know, pre- it's pre-apocalyptic, but a scooter. You know, all all your efforts are for, you know, you know doom and gloom. But instead of the wonderful spectrum of reactions that these authors, uh, Neville Shute and Ben, uh, Ben is the first name of the author, but I just started working with a ben. ben Winters is the name of the author of The Last Policeman. I was thinking of another Ben that's doing what work. But these offer, these, they offer this wonderful spectrum of reactions. But for some reason, my doom and gloom says, you know, Okay, so we should just okay, we should just give up then. And I say, okay, well, that was there. Probably was someone in on the beach in the last place when they gave up. They were probably like my nana. You know, they said, well, I'm just going to sit here with my Afghan and criticize the world and accept. And I said, well, nana, it's it's still twelve months away. And you know, a lot of old people started playing kick the can out back every night and, you know, enjoy a summer eve. Don't you want to join them? Oh, no. But that's my brain instead of being an externalized character. And I say, geez, that's too bad you can't have the... They say, geez, so that's it. Even though we guys see, okay, if this is, if we really are doomed, shouldn't we make the most of it? Nope. Just give up, Scooter. That's all, you know. And then I try to, re, you know, I've, I've been learning as a grown-up to try to do I say, geez, well, i got to still live my life somehow. And a little bit of that, I'll be honest, saps a little bit of the joy out of life. But I'm learning to, to deal with that. But that's the kind of thing that can keep you up at night is voices like that. I guess that was my point. Whether you just have a dominant doom voice or you have an, you know, mine just says, well, I'm going to use a Nana voice tonight. That'll get Scooter good. A little extra shame. I'll throw a little extra shame in there. Try to catch him when, you know, when he needs to be shamed about something, shameful thoughts, shame, you know. So I guess the reason to do the podcast and one of my theories, if, if this is your first time here and you're, you say, well, oh boy, this guy 
They said, he's, he's a character on the beach. They, they said, well, just let, let's just lock that guy up, keep the rest of us joy. But the main thing is I want to distract you from all that. And, and, and uh, I, don't, I don't know what the main point is. The main point is that's what I can't sleep always. And I got a bunch of voices, man. Not, not all of them are uh, as wonderful as our good friend Ray Perkins, like uh, super well-adjusted Ray Perkins. But if you have anything like that, maybe it's something physical. Maybe that was just a metaphor. Maybe that was just a metaphor. Maybe I'm not really like that. That was just a brilliant metaphor. Not the, you know, the part about the doom and gloom inside my brain. But, you know, in, even so that part doesn't really listen to sense. Because if I, if I, was, I said, hey, listen, you know, if we get 12 months, we might as well get some good sleep. So then tomorrow... You only got 12 months on Earth. We should do some laughing. We should have some sex, make some love, eat some good stuff, experience the weather, whatever the change is, see loved ones, help other people, maybe create something, probably some visceral, you know, running around, tumbling, tickle fighting. And, you know, geez, I always wish I wanted to do this or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, you know, if you're a writer, you say, well, geez, what would this character do? Uh, but it all starts with a good night's sleep. Even So it's like, hey, doom and gloom, this, this Barry here still got to get a good night's sleep, okay? So even if, you, if your predictions are, are, are close to accurate, which normally they've been proven wrong, but I know you don't take data. You're not a, you say you don't believe in data-backed studies, but this far, Barry's made it his 28 years, and uh, he's just doing—he was top of his class. He just got an award at work. It came with a parking spot, employee of the month. So, you know, let's just let him get a good night's sleep. Then, you know, if, if all your predictions for tomorrow are going to come true, Barry will be rested at least. It'll look a little bit better. It'll probably feel a little bit better. So then if you're wrong—and I know I'm not saying you're going to be wrong, doom and gloomer— but just in case you are, then Barry said, geez, he's got a crush on that uh, person at work. He's also, you know, got that flute project he's working on. We're all excited about Barry. So that's a podcast. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when I talk about it, but that's in theory, I think. I think that was that theory I just presented. No, fiction, that was not real. Fictional metaphors, all that was. I mean, Barry's fictional, and Nana's, you know, well, she's internally real, but externally maybe fictional. I don't know, because I see her sometimes staring at me with her shameful looks. But that's a podcast. I distract you. Maybe you say, geez, this guy's got some some problems. I feel pretty good, but great. I'm not, and I'm not even being, no sarcasm there. I, I say, geez, I'm, put, I'm, I'm laying it bare. In the house, say, geez, I can at least relate to that. I'm not as crazy as him, but I said I got a little quirk. So that's why I'm here, and I just hope I help you fall asleep. Maybe even this tangent I went on, but some people fall asleep for. Maybe some people skipped it to get to the even more sleepy stuff. But that's what I want to do. I want to distract you and help you fall asleep, all right? All right, thanks. All right, some housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. We have a couple episodes that won't be in the iTunes feed, like one, two. 
three, maybe, I don't know, but you can download them for free on our website. Uh, but you should be able to find them on our website. You can comment on our website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. And we post the bloopers up on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And those are just a great places to interact. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. You can find that over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. That'll take you to the closed Facebook group. I mean, it's free to join. You need Facebook, but then you can have a little more privacy. Or, you know, say, well, Jesus feels private, so... But you can go over there, you can talk to other listeners, and everybody over there shares ideas. And, you know, good vibes. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of good vibes getting shared over there, you know, uh, from what I hear from Alexandra. And if I hear about bad vibes, I'll just uh, publicly, sh- you know, say shame, shame, shame. Or I'll bust out our my Nana voice. Alexandra and uh, Laura are the moderators over there. I want to thank them. Uh, while we're talking about joining, I don't, I don't consider you guys a bunch of joiners. But, you know, another place that says, she's got a sleeper summer reading goal. You like to read? Yeah, why don't you join me over at a Goodreads? Uh, I say, I, say, I think I'll try a link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash goodreads. And let me know if that link worked because I haven't made it yet or tested it. But, you know, good, good, this is a beta, this is a beta program, you know. Uh, you know, I, I shared the book I'm reading over there. And I'll keep it a secret. I say, as you probably already mentioned on the podcast, but, you know, just a, I don't know, another place for for readers. And now if you dislike reading, you could go over there too. It would just be pretty hard to start up trouble. You know, see, because you'd say, you wouldn't be able to say something like, what in the name of Walt Whitman? You'd have to say, you know, what in the name of William Wallace, and then some people be like, you know, as a matter of fact, William Wallace wrote a book in uh, 17 something or other. But but that's a good reads. We have shirts for sale over at sleepingpodcast.com shirts. And we're about half, we, we, there's only uh, a week left, but we're halfway through our shirt sales. And uh, probably Monday, a woman's flowy tank will be up in white, a men's tee in white. Uh, be just just from requests and maybe a black hooded sweatshirt because I want a black hooded sweatshirt. Uh, but if you if you listen to you if you can buy a tea that'd be great and help us hit our goals. And I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer not only do they but do the podcast artwork they did the artwork for the t-shirts. I also want to thank Dan from Save It for the Show. He's the person I said. Geez, some people on Reddit are helping me out. It's actually just Dan. Who helped me out on Reddit? Gave me some great advice about selling shirts over there on Teespring. And Dan's got a podcast. I just checked it out tonight, and it's a not safe for work podcast, and it's a humor podcast. So, geez, if you're easily offended, or you say, geez, I, you know, I don't, you might want to not listen. But if you're looking for a comedy podcast with two guys, two best friends. It's pretty, I'll tell you, because I make a podcast, I think I'm somewhat qualified to comment on this. I think I'm just somewhat qualified to comment on this. The, the level of difficulty, I think that's how you say that. Or the, like when you're doing gymnastics and they say, well, geez, he's going for a 10 out of 10. The other people are going for 7s out of 10s. So the degree of difficulty, I think that's what it's called. Uh, you, you might listen to the show, you think, geez, it's just two guys 
two friends talking. I can tell you the degree of difficulty of what these guys are doing is very difficult from someone that has his own podcast. Like, uh, I don't know. I like, I like, I like to, it's Dan and Eddie and, and, uh, and they're just talking about their week and they talk about different stuff in the news. I mean, the episode I, I talked about, I don't know. I found them very relatable and likable. Again, check it out. Humor's not for everybody. But I can tell you, I don't know, when I listen to podcasts, I mean, it sounded good. But I don't really pay attention to that because I'm not an audio engineer. I pay attention to, geez, are these guys likable? How are they presenting themselves? And is there something else that I can't put into words that I'm sensing, which I was with Dan and Eddie. I liked how they talked to each other. They had a different perspective on the world than mine. I liked that. They were funny. That, that's important with a comedy podcast. Very funny guys. But I don't know. There's just something, and maybe it's a little bit of, what do you call that? Not peeping Tom. But when you're watching two people friend, that are good friends talk to each other, and it bleeds through emotionally. Maybe that was it. But check it out. Dan did me a solid he, for, I only know him for Reddit. Seems like a great guy. And I wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to, you know, mention on the show. So I wanted to mention on the show because Dan kind of did, you know, was helpful to me without expecting anything in return. And then when I offered, you know, Dan, Dan answered all my questions without any, you know, be, being, he was a nice person. So that's what that's what I'm saying. And a good podcast, and you say, geez, you might want to listen to it. I've only listened to one episode. I'll just find out more. But again, don't think that, I don't listen to many podcasts with two friends talking to each other. Uh, you know, we say, geez, the bar's pretty high uh, for that. And it's pretty hard what they do. And I guess that's what I'm trying to stress is that uh, if you give it a cursory listen, you know, you may say, geez, it's just two guys sitting around. No, 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 no. If it was two guys sitting around, it wouldn't be tolerable. And this was enjoyable. Okay, well, let's keep moving here. You know, another thing we got going is a hotline. And after weeks of messing, you know, about a week of trying to get around to a recording, the, the whatever you call that when you talk in the voicemail part, the re- re- greeting, I finally got it done. So make sure you call uh, 318 for sleepy or 318-475-3379. Now, you can leave a voicemail if you don't want it to be on the show. Just say you don't want it to be on the show. But if you otherwise, I'm a, maybe I'll put it on the show, I'm, you know, it, talking about Sleeper Summer, Sleeper Summer Project. People that have encouraged you or whatever the other, you say, geez, what, even in the message, I didn't know what that other word is when they say, hey, go for it. Or, hey, you can do it. Or, you know, believe in you. Stuff like that. How can we help other people kick off their sleep or summer projects? Uh, what else? We got our newsletter over sleepingpodcast.com slash newsletter. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful podcast because he does all our music and he's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. Scotty and Jennifer, they're on our artwork, as they said, Lauren and Alexander, they're on our notoration. Anybody who wants to be a, a, a notorator or a reiterator, over at Goodreads, let me know. I want to thank Stacy B for letting us use her thesis on the last episode. Very brave of Stacy, and I just thought it was fun. I want to thank Becky for her lovely email over on Facebook. I want to thank John Triple G, who's no, no longer under the sea, apparently. 
but good to know John's uh, safe and sound. I want to thank Tim T.W., because we already have a Tim T., so I want to thank Tim T.W. for his nice comments on Facebook. Christopher C., this was a Facebook week with lovely stuff on Facebook. Christopher C., uh, Becky R., Connor M., and then we had Julie C. trying to get a kid to sleep in some awesome... Uh, I don't know, I guess she tried to explain it to me, and I think it was Muppet Fur, and I said, wow, that's illegal in Australia, but not in America, I don't think she said. Uh, Bernadette J., Kimberly A., Sally M., Michelle L., Alexandra Sammy, uh, Jennifer B. for help let me know about the newsletter link that didn't work and I think next week I'll use what I learned from my experiment I ran with Jennifer uh, with the, the link just for that one part of the, the first part of the newsletter the other newsletter parts are time stamps so they'll have to go through SoundCloud but that first one I think I can get it so it opens up in everybody's phones I want to say hi to Sam S and Ari Round in, round in town, as uh, Sir Pounce likes to say. And I want to thank C. Over on iTunes, I want to thank C. Straw 96, who wrote us a real nice uh, iTunes review, uh, talking about their journey and how the podcast is helping them uh, more fully live their life because they're better rested. And it's really touching. And uh, I'm just glad the podcast helped. I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. So th- thank you for that wonderful iTunes review. And thank all of you for listening to the show. Thanks, and let's keep moving, huh? All right, everybody. Uh, well, welcome to our new Sunday nights. I feel like a network. Welcome to our new Sunday night lineup. Uh, but, but I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, any, I don't have a network or a team of voices or acting talent to help me launch this. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. It's weird because I've been thinking about this for so for a while, and I don't know if anybody even knows what we're doing. Because I said, "Geez, if I told him." So here's what I propose. I said, "This is going to be a new show. We're going to be covering on Sunday nights for a while, and we're going to see how it goes." And it's you know, see, the podcast is kind of off the beaten path. This idea, even a little bit further off the beaten path. And as I said, I'll link it back to Sleeper Summer and, and why I decided to jump on it. But we're going to be talking about the uh, uh, Colombian TV show Metastasis for the next few weeks. And I'm going to read about it on, and it's a Spanish language program. It's on Netflix. It may be on Hulu. I was waiting until it came out on Netflix. And then I said, well, Jesus, this is the time I was going to test it out. And if you say, geez, well, I don't have Netflix, maybe you should think about getting it because it's got, it's $9 a month. It has, Netflix is by far the best streaming service. And otherwise you could probably borrow somebody's Netflix login because it seems like they're pretty lax about that too, to try it out. Uh, but so let's just read real quick about metastasis. Uh, metastasis, uh, meaning metastasis in Spanish, is Colombian Spanish language shot for shot remake, and this is from Breaking Bad. I mean, <laughs> oh, whoops. 
This is from Wikipedia, so it might be inaccurate. It's a shot-for-shot remake of the crime drama Breaking Bad. It tells the story of Walter Blanco, Walter White. Uh, development. After several days of speculation f- fueled by Univision, Univision, I think, uh, on March 13, 2013, so- Sony confirmed there would be a Spanish-language remake of Breaking Bad. Uh, Sony Entertainment Television Latin America is working with Colombian producer Teleset on the series, set in Bogota, Colombia, and its surroundings in 62 episodes. And the directors are Andy Baez, B-I-A-Z, and Andres Beerman. Uh, cast, uh, the series stars Diego Trujillo, T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O. And this goes into why I'm doing this. As Walter Blanco and Roberto Urbina, U-R-B-I-N-A, as Jose Miguel Rojas, Jesse Pinkman. Alongside Sandra Reyes as Cielo Blanco, Skylar White. Uh, Julian Arango as Henry Navarro, Hank Schrader. The equivalent of Saul Goodman is named Saul Bueno. And Mexican actor Damian Alcazar played the show's equivalent of Tuco Salamanca. Uh, Distribution, as with many Latin American dramas, Metastasis is stripped in a Telenova format in which all of the episodes are aired daily over the course of a year. In the United States, it was transmitted by Unimas, a Univision channel, and Colombian Caracol uh, television broadcast the series, and in Mexico, Televisa's Channel 5 broadcast the series. Also, the Fox Latin American satellite channel transmitted this series. And, and then, so that's basically what's on Wikipedia about this series. But basically, like, w- w- l- let me pitch you on, uh, so so you say, and, but a real pitch, not one of my funny pitches. You say, well, who's this for series? So, well, pr- pretty sure I can keep it boring, so I'll put you to sleep. And I'm still, like, the structure won't be like this. This is obviously our first show, so it's different structured with a little more top-heavy explanations. But I'm thinking as uh, Game of Thrones developed over 50 episodes, doing 50 episodes or 52, I think we did, uh, we'll see how this goes. We'll probably do an episode discussion. Well, I'll, t- I'll explain more. But but so many people this for, you guys have fall asleep too. Uh, but you might say, well, geez, Scooter, you know, sometimes I like to listen to your shows. Uh, other times I do. Well, maybe you, you, you want to. You're interested in how you say, geez, I'd like to learn like four. If I listen to your podcast, how many Spanish words can I learn? I'd say a few. Maybe you'll learn some Spanish words. Maybe together we'll learn about uh, Spanish language learning. And just in case any international listeners, you know, in America, we don't, we're pretty, you know, we're say, geez, no, I don't want to, you know. We're obstinate when it comes to language learning, I think. It's just not embedded in our culture as it should be. But you can see a man who already struggles with the English language and dyslexia, and we can talk about my attempts to learn Spanish in school, which did not go well as the series unrolls. But you can see, Jesus, there's probably some laughs in there if I can't sleep at Scooter trying to learn Spanish. 
so that's another thing. Uh, Breaking Bad fans, you get if if you're interested, you can rewatch Metastasis a week before the episodes come out, and say, "Well, oh, geez, it might be interesting to see Breaking Bad with different actors, in a little bit different setting, and in in a in in, in a Spanish language format." You know, if you're a hardcore Breaking Bad fan, well, I guess it depends on how hardcore. But you say, "Geez, it might be interesting for you." But another option is Breaking Bad. You just do straight Breaking Bad rewatch every week, and they say, "Well, Jesus, it's shot for shot." And I'm thinking I may watch Breaking Bad, the original episode, after I've watched uh, Metastasis episodes twice. So I'll see what time I can have during the week if I can watch, if I can find that much time to watch it three times, essentially. A couple other things I want to propose is, you know, on here, on the Sleep With Me podcast, we try to be open-minded, open-armed, and you say, geez, we like to laugh and and make fun of stuff. You say, geez, so maybe we'll learn a bit, but, but you know, not make fun. I don't know. So I, I think this is a chance for some cultural enrichment. So maybe we'll learn some more about the Columbia the Colombian culture. I mean, maybe not. I say, geez, that's the most sanitized thing. Uh, but for me, why turn down a, a learning opportunity? You know, I say, geez, maybe we will. And you know, it's also like, can I learn any Spanish by doing this? Is another question. And that leads into the sleeper summer. I mean, I know a lot of people who say, geez, I want to learn a language. And I'd love to like be more fluent in Spanish or fluent at all. I know barely any, and I should know more. So that's one motivation. You say, geez, I wonder if I could learn any Spanish. This would be an interesting way. And Sleeper Summer is about kicking off projects that uh, we haven't started. And maybe they're not, you say, geez, maybe sometimes. So this has been a project I've been sleeping on for a long time. I said, geez, I'd like to watch. Uh, 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 instead of Mintasis, I said I'd like to watch a sopas, a so- sopas, I think they're called, like a soap, a Spanish-language soap, because they know soap operas tend to have wonderfully interesting plot lines, beautiful, beautiful actors and actresses, and they tend to be, you know, wild. There's an article, hopefully I'll remember, in the New Yorker, Maybe 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, about soap operas and writing soap operas. That was wonderful. Somebody remind me if I don't put that in there. But this has been something I said, geez, I wonder. And again, if anybody from any Spanish language sh- shows are listening, this is the idea I dream of. And now, but I said, it kept holding off. I said, uh, what could I do that with the podcast? And then when Metastasis came out, I said, well, geez, that, that's an idea. But I said, well, I, uh, this isn't a fully formed idea. I don't know any Spanish. And with the podcast, I'm like, well, I don't have any time to bring on a Spanish instructor or partner with a teacher. or." And I said, well, then I'm just going to put it off forever. Here's a chance. It came out. Game of Thrones ended. I mean, this is before it came ended. But Game of Thrones is going to end in a few weeks, Scooter. They announced on Netflix they had, were going to they got the rights to Metastasis, and they have the rights to Breaking Bad. And I said, "Geez, that would be fun." I said, "Not as fun as a soap opera, 
They said, you, you know, I'd like to do the soap opera on one of those channels. So I said, well, you know, I could hang with the, uh, you, know, you know, behind the scenes and stuff and maybe do a guest role. I mean, I'm no James Franco. But it would think it'd be funny. To be, but, but, but it just, so it's an idea. I said, well, when I talk, you know, when I meet an executive from Telemundo or Univision or, you know, Galavisions, I don't know who owns that, but. The time is now. Sleep. Why not try? And if you guys are, if you have a project, I'm now. I know you guys are. This is this is one of these. Uh, what is it called? Is self-supporting. You guys are so supportive. I know I can fail publicly, and I can see how this goes. And I've already made some errors. Uh, I mean, I, you know, when I said, "Geez, I don't know how this is going to go," I'm going to try to. Watch a show in Spanish. Watch it again with Spanish subtitles. And I said, this could be a total disaster. And I said, I still think I could get people to sleep, which is the main, so that's my main goal. But I said, you know, my, my second goal is the Dr. Demento goal. If you can't fall asleep, you know, there's got to be something for you to listen to that you're not like, well, this is so. I said, geez, this would fit the second goal, which is... Moderate entertainment. Uh, third goal of the podcast is sustainability, and I got to keep trying out new things and see how they go to both push my limits and grow, but also so it doesn't get stale and I don't get resentful or bored with the podcast. You know, I want to keep pushing and learning and, and, and say, geez, this, this is a chance to j- jump out of plane. I, got, I don't have a parachute, but I got a couple of you guys down there. Hey, Scooter, I'll catch you. Or that's how it feels. That's how wonderful you people are. And they said, well, geez, there's this sleeper summer thing. that said, uh, maybe I should, you know, put the rubber to the road or whatever, the tongue to the wag, and say, try something out. Say, geez, this is, uh, and 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 don't take the wrong, this the wrong way, but this is scary for me. Now, I know I have you guys' support. I also know, you know, some people are going to be like, man, I love Game of Thrones. I just wish it could have kept going forever. And I know some people are going to be like, well, this Breaking Bad is just like a Game of Thrones, a little bit scary. Well, you know, I, I hear you. And that's why I make sure we have other stuff. And I try to keep it as l- least scary and intense as possible. And this is a similar idea. I pitched it in my therapy session earlier tonight. And my therapist, that's what happened. And uh, I understand that reaction. I said, yeah, Marissa, so, so, well, let me tell you about this idea. I'm, I'm kicking off here tonight. And he dropped, well, she said, you know, Mark Maron interviewed him. And I said, but, you know, uh, but I said, that's the same as when I pitched the podcast. Can't let that stop you. And I don't think, I mean, I think he was just stunned when people say, okay, so you have a sleep podcast. It's a language learning, breaking bad, metastasis. Wait, Colombian what? Exactly, that's what I'm doing. Put you right to sleep. Now, I doubt you'll learn any Spanish while you're asleep. That would be, you know, snake oil salesman would tell you that. So that's that's the idea in a, you know, metastasis rewatch. And, uh, you know, all I ask is you guys give me, let's see how this goes for two or three, two, you know, this summer, sleeper summer. And at the end of the sleeper summer, if this is a total disaster, 
You know, I don't think it will. I mean, if it wasn't for pushing the limits of Game of Thrones, we wouldn't have Tommen and Pounce in space and the old gods and the new. So who knows what's going to come out of this. Maybe I'll learn Spanish. Maybe I'll become a Sopa star. Uh, probably not. You know, maybe if we kiss kiss one, we would be good, you know. Maybe kiss the screen of, you know, that'd be a nice start down the road. But so, so that's a, that's a little bit about what we're going to be doing. Metastasis. But you'll be asleep. I said, geez, you know, I, I gotcha. Believe me. And, and so that, so let's start with like the learning. Oh, one more thing is we shoot for an hour and a half episodes because that got, Game of Thrones got out of control. And that was one of the things they couldn't keep up with was those two hour and a half hour episodes that I, and I was the one driving it because I was, I guess, mission creep. I don't know what I, I said. Jesus, I just got so many ideas about each one of these episodes. But we'll see. We could have mission creep here. But they say, geez, I'm already learning a lot. So I've watched the pilot episode of Metastasis twice. And I said, okay, first thing I learned is I, I got to switch. Like I, a long time ago, I switched from illegal pads to steno pads. For metastasis, I'm going to have to switch back to steno pads because I don't even know how I'm going to keep my notes. Also, I'm going to need probably two color pens because I said, well, on the first watch through, I'm watching it just straight Spanish, no subtitles, no nothing. And then the second watch through, I'm watching it with Spanish subtitles. So I say, what was that word? Then I can write it down and at least get it close. And then maybe try to figure out the dialogue more by saying, oh, well, chemica, I know what that is. Um, so I learned that so far. I said, geez, you, you know. And then I guess I said, geez, how is our structure of episodes going to be? Probably the same as Game of Thrones. We'll do one. I'll go through the episode once, though. Then I'll probably go through it again with the Spanish stuff, and we'll talk about the words I learned and any more context I learned in the episode. And then we'll see. Maybe I'll do a Breaking Bad. I say, well, just this was what I noticed if I watched Breaking Bad after it. But already I'm wondering, as I'm watching it the first time, and then the second time, you know, because it was the first, I said, geez, what should I be paying attention to the first time? Like, should I be watching the visuals? or the sets, or how the characters interact with each other. Should I be trying to listen to Spanish words to see if I can understand anything? Should I just be watching their faces, their gestures? What should I be writing now? Should I be trying to guess at the dialogue or make up witty dialogue? Well, I think Walter was saying this, you know, was uh, my mom, oh, my dear. You know, what are they, what are the conversations about? Because a lot of times I said, well, I, I kind of, uh, I said, well, geez, I don't know. And then the second time with Spanish subtitles, I'm like, geez, what should I be doing then? Uh, should I just be writing down words? Should I be, and I said, huh, you know, this, so this is it's already saying, well, I, I don't know. And then I was like, man, this is proof of the whole theorem of this podcast because I said, wow, it's really hard when when it's not in English to do more than one thing. It's like, oh, I could focus on the set. And we'll see, maybe I'll get some more skills as it goes on. Or you could focus on that. But I was having trouble following all things. 
So then it really amazed me. I'm like, wow, how much multitasking are we do just watching television alone? Like how many different ways is our brain processing things that we're unaware of? And, you know, we're able to just make these assumptions like uh, they talk about in like books like Influence, Science and Practice or Blink or stuff like that. But yeah, so that's uh, so that's it. So so tonight I'm going to talk about uh, episode season one. I guess in in metastasis it's just episode one. There's no seasons. It just went straight, which is kind of like an interesting model nowadays with binge watching. You say, geez, I'm surprised no American TV show. You say, geez, that is a you know just put it out for sixty one straight nights or sixty two straight nights. Then put it on streaming. I said, why haven't we copied it? Why isn't Americans, co- you know, American TV copied that? Because, I mean, it seems to make sense. If you're going to binge watch it, I mean, I guess if you, you get, I don't know, it just makes me curious. So this is good. When when I get curious, I get, I get on tangents. And when I get on tangents, I get boring. When I get boring, you fall asleep. So that's it. That's the new show, Metastasis. I think metastasis is how you say it. And I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm glad you guys are here for the ride. And I'm going to do my best. I'll uh, I'll make it sure it's extra slow and boring, at least the first first episode run through. So it really, you know, puts you out cold, all right? Thanks. All right, so we're talking about uh, episode uh, season one of one, I guess, in uh, Metastasis, episode one. I guess I failed to write down the episode title. Uh, but I think they said, uh, this is the first time running through the episode, so it might only be one. We'll see how this goes. But it starts out with the desert. It's a little bit greener desert than us uh, Norte Americanos are used to. Uh, a little bit lusher. The desert we've seen before, but not, you know, not the mild, mild west desert. And then there's pants uh, floating on the wind. A bus racing, it says Escolar. And then we're inside and stuff is falling. They put pa- Pare, I think that was on the side of the bus. Uh, stuff's falling. We see Walter has a calculator watch. There's police sounds. He's got not great hair, I noticed. Uh, Walter grabs a gun, uh, grabs a, a, a gun, a video camera, and a wallet. He's breathing heavy. He's in the camera. He says, uh, "My name, me nombre." I think he probably said, "I wrote my name is Walter Blanco." And then he says, "Para mi familia." Uh, I think he raises his gun, grabs, he raises a weapon at, at, at this incoming sirens. And then the, the show starts, it like freezes on that image, I think. And then uh, underscore says, Trace Samanas Antes. Which I'm just guessing, I didn't look three days before, maybe. And that's probably from just watching. And then Walter, we notice it's five in the morning, he gets up. He goes in a new baby's room with all sorts of baby stuff in there, and he's working out, uh, like, barely. I'm like a not exactly hardcore workout thing. And he looks, like, a little bit sad or concerned. 
and we see a ward on the wall. Uh, I put group leader or something. And then it's breakfast. We realize it's his birthday. Walter Jr. comes in, and uh, he gives his dad a fist bump. Uh, someone says, Mui Freya. And then Walter's got a bad cold. And I think they're eating turkey bacon. And I said, geez, I probably remember that from Game of Thrones. Uh, music's going to be a point of discussion probably a lot of going forward, I'm guessing. But this scene had good music. Some boy says, Walter says, Junior, Junior. And then they go to school. And Walter's teaching a class, but no one seems to care. He keeps talking about Kemika. And he calls on one student who's like, what? And everyone's kind of got these blank faces, and he does this thing with the Bunsen burner shoot, trying to be dramatic about his love of Kimika. And then he, this guy, this young man, or high school student's flip flirting with a young lady. And Walter glares at him, and then he busts the guy. And he just gets this intense, intense stare. And he think he says, Termino. And the kid slides the stool across the room really slow and, and and mean and we have walter at a car wash eating and and, and working and then uh outside washing a car and that kid from class that he busted with a girl he busted with they make fun of him he's washing a car they're laughing at him and the kids looked very well-dressed, like uh, the, the girl almost like she had designer clothes on. So I said, oh, geez, maybe this is a class issue, too. And then I seen Walter's driving in the rain, and there's a disabled sign, and he can't put it away, and he's pissed off. And then he goes into his house, it's a surprise party, like, surprise, Walter. And there's hugs, there's a lot of me more going on, I mean, which I'm like, oh, that means my love. Some point somebody says ballon. I said I don't know what that means. And then you have the Hank Schrader character. Wait, I think his name's Henry. Yeah, Henry it is. As my notes is showing all his gun moves. And I don't know. I'll, I'll rewatch Breaking Bad probably tonight. But I said, is this uh, was Hank doing this? Like, who who does this at a party? Even Hank Schrader should know better. And he says, "Esta sin bolas." I think that was. And then, he, but he. Uh, Henry had a very sweet shirt on, very loud, uh, pistola, ketal. He shows Walter some of the moves. He says, benga, 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 I think, or somebody says that. But I noticed there's a book, Roma, on the bookshelf. I said, well, Rome. Uh, he grabs his, his nuts at some point, and then he's like, well, hold on. I'd like to make a speech about how much I love Walter, actually. And they all say, salute, and then Walter coughs. And he's like, actually, wait, there's a report on me about on TV. Hold on, everybody. I think that's what he said. And then Walter's interested. He's like, wait a second, how much money? Uh, mucha plata or something. And he says, how many mil dólares? And then benga comes again, so I'm probably have to learn that word. And then post-party, there's a trash can with a big 50 balloon in there. So, oh boy, he just turned 50. And then Walter's in bed, and his wife, Cielo, is using a calculator. And Walter kind of clears his throat. And at some point, say, paso a pase. And then, you know, crone, cover your ears. Uh, and I think yeah, I remember this scene. 
It shows kind of where the relationship is. She's giving him a hand job under the, like a birthday hand job under the uh, covers. And I think they're talking business or just chit chatting while. And then the, and the music plays. It's porn style music in this in this show. And then she she says suddenly she's like, "Are you done?" But I couldn't tell because of my poor. You know, I said, "Does she mean done like it no launch or launch completed?" And I think they say Claro KC. But and they both make a face like, "Huh." Eh, and then we we have. Uh, I said city, a shot of the city uh, of, uh, I guess, Cartagena. And then Walter coughing, and he's actually a car washing a dress shirt. I said, well, eh, Walter, maybe not a dress shirt. And I saw a sign, Lovato. I said, I think that has something to do with cleaning or soap. And then Walter's dizzy falls down. Then I saw Polachado. I don't know what that means. And then an ambulante or ambulance comes. And I think Walter's saying he's fine to the guy, but he's like, well, I don't know about these tests, the uh, EMS guy. And I think he says, do you smoke Humar? And then the next thing we got is uh, Walter comes out of a CAT scan type of thing. And then we have a doctor talking to him, but Walter's fixated on the, a stain or a dot on his jacket. And there's no, or it's kind of garbled, no sound, like Walter's not hearing anything. And then he says, Walter, Walter, can you hear me? And then he says, oh, yeah, yeah. He says, uh, Canche de Pumar or something. Or Canche. I said, okay, that's, he knows his diagnosis. But then he, he the brilliance, he says, he says, is that mustard? I think he says, Mostaza. And I said, that's probably mustard. He says, is that mustard on your shirt? And then, uh... Uh, Walter's wife, Cielo's on the phone. Walter comes home, says, hola. And then she scolds him, I think, for credit card use. And then uh, at some point, Walter's back at work. He's staring at the window. And then him and his boss get into it, and Walter just trashes the whole joint. And uh, car something I wrote. But then he says, uh, Lave estas, and he grabs his nuts. I thought that was wash this or something. And then we have Walter sitting in the backyard. He's lighting matches outside. And then he thinks of somebody grabs his phone. He calls Henry. And next thing you know, Walter's on like a stakeout with Henry and his partner. And they're kind of talking to Walter about how dangerous. I don't know. I couldn't follow this. And then the second time, I followed a little bit better, but I said... They're talking about the meth lab, I think. And then they're betting if the cook is uh, a Colombian, a gringo, or uh, from Mexico, uh, Hank and his partner. And they and I didn't quite understand, like, why, what their theories, because I don't, you know. And then we see a couple flashes of the cook cooking, and they're watching the street. And... Uh, and then they go in on a bus. They say, at some point, I put muchas palabras. And I also put 50,000 pesos. I don't know why I put either. Maybe that's the bet, 50,000 pesos and muchas palabras. And then Hank kind of welches on his bed, and then they go in for the bus, or Henry's like, you guys stay in the car. And Walter's just looking at it, and there's some music playing, and then a dude jumps out of the window with a beautiful woman there. 
and Walter sees him, and he sees Walter, he knows him, and he's got a red car. You think I always oh, got like blue blue underwear on blue boxers or something. And then I wrote down some Spanish words Tank Tegase, Mostaza, Coma El Pochin, Muerte Ensalada. And the next scene we have uh uh what Jess uh Jose uh who plays this Jesse character uh, hiding his car, and I think Walter calls, walks up, he says, Sergio? I'm not positive about that. He says, no, Jose. And then they talk, and I think I wrote it down later, because I rewatched this, so, so this is halfway through the episode where I kind of switched how I was doing it. Uh, so we'll revisit this again, but he tries to make him go along with something. He says, uh, uh, or maybe go away, uh, Arabate, Tranquilo, no money I put, uh, a bar say. And then he says, Kimika, uh, Walter, uh, Negocio, and Jesse kind of smiles and laughs. And that was like when I was like, okay, this guy, I mean, he might not be an Aaron Paul. But he had a nice, dismissive, uncomfortable laugh there. I said, oh, this guy, I, I might believe in him. I mean, you talk about both actors, you know, having tough, I mean, impossible acts to follow. So bravery on both these guys' parts. Uh, but then Je- Jose laughs a little more. But Walter's serious. He says, la chemica, like before... Usted y cochina or something. Uh, so I say, I think I made a little bit more idea out of it later. But then we have Walter's wife, Cielo, talking to what I assume is Henry's wife. And I think at first I wasn't sure what they were eating or even what they were talking about. I'm pretty sure she said, how's Walter? And then, like, why? And I think maybe no says, she says. Uh, but then they, I think they were eating brownies. After I said, what are they What do they got in front of them? And they said, oh, it's brownies, I think. But if we do have any Colombian listeners, you, geez, you could get on a show every week if you call the hotline. And then we have Duca in the lab. Maybe danger, I don't know. Walter's raiding the supply closet, the uh, lab at school. Porn music starts playing again, oddly enough. And then we have Jose kicking back at his pool, drinking a beer. He's got his hoodie on. And he's like, what's this? And Walter kind of shows him all the stuff he, he stole. And uh, Jose says, Cochines Arte. And then they are arguing over his game again. He says, Mi nombre es Jose. They put protection. I don't know why. And then they're in the garage, and I think they're saying, Walter's like, let's cook at your house. And then he says, no, what about your house? And he says, a lugar or a lugar. And then Jesse, you think, has an idea. And the next thing you know, Walter's at the bank getting out money. Jesse's in his red muscle car, and he's like, hey, Walter comes out, it's raining. And he's like, I don't think this is enough money. I think that's what he was in. And Jesse's complaining. And then Jesse seems doubtful. Rain picks up. Uh, but I think this is a more important scene we'll revisit it in a minute. And then we have Walter Jr., CLO, and Walter Sr. shopping. And kids are kind of making fun of Walter Jr. 
some bullies bullying him. And it's really uncomfortable because he's with his mom and his parents, and he's, you know, it's really hard, like I talked about a long time ago when I bought those. When you're trying to new clothes and you feel good for a minute and then someone picks on you. Like I said, I told this one story. It was a while ago, so maybe some of you heard it, but, uh, we used to go to this uh, discount shoe place to get shoes because there were six kids in my family, but we needed dress shoes because we went to a Catholic school. So we'd go to the discount shoe place. And I'm sure, in the, but on top of that, my taste in shoe I'm sure they had good shoes there, but I have no style, sense of style or taste. And so I decided, I said, geez, are those brown suede sh- shoes with Velcro? And, like, clear rubber soles. And the guy said, son, they are. And I said, well, they wouldn't be having to be on discount at this store. It's a discount store, would he? And he said, you have an eye for a suede convenience shoe. He said, I'll tell you what, do you like to go to school? Do you ever have to run away? I said, all the time. He said, do you ever have to put your shoes on and you're not good at time? I said, yep. And he said, do you like to be able to move and cut? I said, yeah. And he said, well, these are the shoes for you. But he knew that, it, you know, I'd be running. If I wore, so, I, But I thought the shoes were the, uh, whatever, the cat's canary or whatever the hell you say, the shits, but, you know, whatever, I don't know. So I strapped on these brown suede. And they were just like, it had like one giant U-shaped Velcro, Velcro strap. And I thought, I thought, I was like, this is it, man. I mean, I don't know what grade I was in, fourth maybe. But I thought the babes, you know, finally the girl I had a crush on, this was it. She saw me in these brown suede shoes. It was over. You know, they'd be like, okay, you know, you know, we used to praise God at this school because it was a Catholic school, but we're changing. You know, we got the Pope on the line when we saw these shoes. You might be the second coming, but that didn't, it didn't, turned out that didn't happen. It was, you know. I don't know if I could, I probably had to wear the shoes again because they were my only shoes. So that's probably a long year. But I only remember maybe after that I said, well, just shut those feelings off. You know, let's let that part of you, you know, keep oxygen from that part of you. It'll die off eventually. But I think that's how Walter, that's why I can relate to Walter Jr. I said, man, I'm looking good here, boys. Oh, yeah, you got you got those mirrors I can look at my shoes in? I said, no, this is a discount shoe store, but I can pretend I'm a mirror. And I said, you're the greatest discount shoe salesman ever. And he said, actually, I'm uh, I'm, I'm just a customer. And I said, great. Um, but anyway, back to the story. I don't know what it is. So poor Walter Jr. And then Walter just walks off, and, and Cielo and Walter are like, what the hell? But then he comes up behind the dude, he kicks his legs out, and he screams at him like a lunatic. I mean, the whole store is like, what the hell? And the kids run away. They're like, this is a madman. I mean, these are high schoolers, not little kids. But then Cielo and Walter Jr., first they're shocked, but then they're like, whoa, not bad, Dad. What the heck? And then we have Walter, and Jesse shows him that he bought this school bus from the beginning of the movie. And Walter's like, what the hell? And he's pissed. I noticed, I said, it looks like I put soul soul on the bumper. Or 501, depending on how bad my writing is. 
But Jesse shows him the inside, and Jesse, you can tell, is pretty proud of himself. He's like, look, this has got some, it's got some air vents and uh, some other stuff. And Walter says, un disaster, or something. And then Jesse asks him some question, and then they're off driving. And that sequence has pretty bad music. And then they're in the desert from the beginning, this greenish, but still deserty area. And Jesse's kind of talking about Tigres. He says, Tigres, no. And Walter's like, there's no freaking tigers, I think. And then he strips, and then Jesse's like, what the hell is with this guy? And he thinks he says methamphetamine. And then we have like a cooking sequence, and there's a good song there. That was a good song. And he got outside shot, the bus is smoking. And at the end of the sequence, Jesse's looking at the crystal mask like, oh, oh, he says, Artura. And then he says, consumenos, I think, like, can I try some, maybe? And then Jesse packs up a bag, and then he goes to meet some gangster thugs type guys. And you can tell Jesse's kind of annoying the guy, talking, you know, too fast. And the dude's mad at him, but Jesse's happy. I think he says Bustatama Mall, like not bad. And he says Toka. He says, no, 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 Jesse. And then he's like worried about what he wants. He says K, and then the cook from the beginning comes in, Emilio. He's really mad at Jesse. And he's talking about being arrested. And then we have Walter back waiting in his underwear. And a truck comes. It's playing like a song that has a jumping in it, I think. It was, that was a good song, too. And it was a V8 truck. It had a big V8 symbol. And the dude from the earlier, the Jesse Matt comes out. He talks to Walter. And you could tell some kind of negotiation going on. And he shows Walter some money. But then Emilio thinks Walter's a cop. But I was like, do you think he was a teacher? I was like, I don't know. And then he's like, what well, was we'll And then Emilio knocks Jesse down. Jesse hits his head. And then this guy's in Walter. And then Walter somehow negotiates with him to calm him down. And then they they want Walter to show them, I think, how to cook. And he says, muy rapido. And Emilio's watching, but then he's smoking. And you can tell he looks pretty high. And Walter's like, no smoking. And I see a bottle that says ephedrina, ephedrine, I think. Or what is that called? Yeah, something like that. And then Walter's trying to grab stuff, but then he, like, sets off this smoking thing. And he locks him and he holds his breath, but Jesse's knocked out. And then a forest fire started from when Emilio threw a cigarette out of the van. And then Walter puts gas masks on him and Jesse, he rolls out. And then just like in the beginning, there's this crazy drive. Walter crashes the RV. And then we're back to, like, the beginning of the episode where Walter's waiting for the sirens. And he's thinking about taking himself out. He says, it's no good. But then a fire truck comes. Oh, he, he tries, but he's now no good. And then Jesse comes out of the truck. It really like the jacket Jesse had. Kind of like Julie C's jacket. It was a fuzzy... I said, where, where the hell do you get with a fuzzy pea coat or something? And then Walter throws up, and then they're like, okay, let's get walking or something. And then they show Walter watching the money in the dryer. And then he tries to sneak in bed, but his wife's wide awake, but she seems worried. She says, no me gusta. 
Silencio, she says, Walter looks pained. But then they have a tender mu- mu- moment, and there's good music playing while they have a little uh, love session. And I bounce back to the 30-minute mark, because that's when I started watching it. So the second half of the show, I watched it once without the subtitles in Spanish, and then once with the subtitles in Spanish. And now I'm just wondering, maybe I'll watch it twice without the subtitles at all. If I can find, maybe if I can find a transcript of the show, I don't know. Uh, that was when they were at Jesse's house talking about the lab. Says Kumbo, Walter says that. Uh, mean Esto, Yokon Racco, uh, Cooking is Art, I wrote. And they're like, where do we work, Bodega? Partes in quales partes, pero eso, uh, domora, or something. And then Jesse's car, I think, has a license plate FJ13A, just in case you need that. And another thing I noticed when the rain scene with Jesse in the car, uh, he was talking, well, was 50 years, 60 years? Is it? And I was like, is this the Breaking Bad when he says... Uh, in the show is that when he says, hey, why, why is somebody break bad? And then I noticed that the bullies, Walter, calls them idiotas. And he gets a little rock music there. I said, that's pretty good. And then uh, I think this is in the van. They say, venga, escape los gases when Jesse's uh, showing him, you know, ventilation. Uh, descarte. And then they drive into the hills. And I said, noticed... Uh, uh, Jesse was calling profe, listo profe, like, hey, teach, you know. And then Jose was laughing as he got on the bus. Uh, I guess he put, I put happy twice. I think that was after he climbed the hill and was talking about the tigre. Gato, gato, yo vine a vendar, que dice, esta tan mal, toca levantarse. And then that's when the gang up with Jesse with Emilio Listo. And then the Sephiro, uh, I didn't see everything. It was Rojo or something. And then K less Hizo. Jesse says that at some point. And he says, hey, que paso, profe, again. Donde estabas? Uh, so that's, that was it. That came up on my uh, two watches of uh, uh, Metastasis. And then I'm gonna I watch the first uh, four minutes of Breaking Bad. I'm gonna watch the rest now, and I'll probably record uh, about that tomorrow. Maybe next time. Well, yeah, I don't know how we'll do this. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how long we recorded for either. All right, so I'll be back. My 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 voice might sound a little different. All right, bye. All right, so this is the language learning part, and I'll probably. That change as the season, you know, as we go on here. Probably next episode I might do it a little different. But let's run through some of the words I may have learned. It starts out with the bus, which is escolar, which means school. And then we have el comienzo, comienzo, which I mean, I think it means commence, so start. Pave, I couldn't find. Merida, I could not find. Muy fría. Someone says that at breakfast on Walter's birthday. Very cold. Vamos means come on. Or maybe Walter said that. 
because then he says para mi familia, and then uh, sabor means flavor. That's the word of the week, just in case. If you guys want to tweet that, I mean, you won't wait. I would just say, geez, that's word of the week, sabor. I don't know if I'm saying correctly, uh, but that's a word I've seen before. I said, I always wonder whether it's sabor, S-A-B-O-R, flavor. Uh, proximal DS, next days. Total BN, all right. And then it's like, hey, are you all right? Total BN. Haciendo para ustedes. Doing to you. Uh, pase. So maybe pave meant pase. Pass. Chemica. That's with a Q-U, by the way. Chemistry. Uh, no, this is all from Google Translate. Uh, no sola a mil. Not 1,000. Otra vez, again. That's, again, seems like a common phrase. And I don't think I'll look up uh, the most common words, but will be fun. It's like, oh, well, I don't remember any of these. Sabor, otra vez. Termino, he says that to the student. Finished? Are you finished, punk? Que vaya hacer? That'll do. That will do. Balon. Uh, that's what uh, her sister uh, says about her stomach. Balon. Uh, esta sin balas. This without bullets, I think that means. Uh, que tal? I think that means what's up or what up with it. What up with it? But it says, uh, hey, how are you? Or just how are you? The uh, phrase of the week might be mucha plata. Or muchas platas, a lot of money. Mad stacks, fat dough. Uh, guap. That's my favorite. Uh, guap. Mad stacks. Uh, but in Spanish, muchas plata, muchas plata. You know, any let's make some mad, let's make some mucha plata. Paso a paso, step by step. Uh, polichado. That was at the uh, car wash buffing. You see, that makes sense. You know, that's the buffing section. Uh, another popular phrase, claro que si. Uh, of course. I don't understand. Claro que sí. Yeah, of course I don't understand anything. Uh, muchas palabras. Many words. I don't know. Muchas palabras. I don't understand. Uh, tengase. It says here it means note, but I heard it a lot, I think. Like maybe it means, hey, pay attention. I don't know. Uh, como la producen as produced. Uh, tranquilo. I think that means shut up, but here it says quiet. But I think Walter was saying it to Jose, like, tranquilo, like, shut up, give me a second here. Abrace, that means embrace. Usteda y cochina, or something like that. He said, me and you are going to cook together. Uh, duca, D-U-C-H-A, shower. And then uh, bustata mal, breaking bad, I think. I said, well, geez, why didn't they call it that? Is there already a show, Busta, something mall? Bustata mall? Uh, Mine esta, or mine esta. Is this mine? This is mine? Uh, Bodega means seller, according to Google Google Translate, Uh, which is interesting. Maybe somebody could look up the meaning of that, because it's in New York City, at least. And I think another, some other, say, hey, I'm going to the bodega to get a, you know, some gum, smokes, drinks, 
New York City, you could get a coffee, regular, regular coffee. In New York City, I'm not trying to be in New York City snob, but you could get a, you know, a, 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 on a roll or what, I don't know, egg sandwich or a boar's head sandwich too, you know, all at the bodega. But it's not the seller, it's the store. Uh, Pero Esto, but that. Benga, come. We might already cover that, but uh, you get, I don't know if that means get over here. Benga. Descartar. Uh, discard. Uh, Listo, profe. You ready, teach? I think. Uh, I like this one, too. Jesse used this one. Yo vine, vine a vender. Yo vine a vender. I came to sell. He says that to Crazy 8. Uh, KD say, what does it say? Estatan mal, so bad. Uh, Toca levantarse, touch up. Que les hizo, they made them. Que pasa, profe? What happened, teach? I like profe, that's a good one, I mean, for, for this show. I think Jesse calls him Mr. White, so we'll see if he uses, Jose uses profe. And then, donde estabas? Where, where were you? So those are things that Jesse and Walter say at the end. He says, uh, what does he say? Que paso? What the hell happened, profe? What the heck? And then I don't know if Walter, I didn't, you know, that this is a beta testing. So he says, uh, donde estabas? Where the hell were you? were passed out, bro. And, uh, you know, I had to gas mask both of us and... Uh, uh, so that's the Spanish language learning part for this week. Other than, you know, the immersion part. But this is where we say, okay, we're immersed. But I think we, we got some good things here to learn. Uh, sabor, para mi, vamos. So we're going to learn a little bit. If we go through all 60-something episodes, we learn two words each episode. Or four. That's 240 words. Or phrases, which would be, you know, 1,000 words or something. So, and then I say, you know, you could have, I don't know how many words in a normal conversation. I say, geez, you could have a, uh, they could be incomprehensible in two languages. But I say, no, no, making sentences in Spanish. You know, I have a thousand word vocabulary now in English and Spanish. And just like English, I say, I'm not sure what sabor, I think it means flavor. All right. Let's, let's move on to the actual Breaking Bad portion of the show. All right, we're going to do our Breaking Bad run-through. Just of, will be an in-depth uh, episode breakdown, but just things I notice. And again, I don't know, will I be able to watch Metastasis twice and Breaking Bad once in one week without losing it? I mean, I, I, think I can do it for the sleeper summer. Though I said the sleeper summer goes to Labor Day. A couple things. This is deep in that. I'm pretty sure I was a drunk for all of Breaking Brad Bad's run. Uh, so I was probably intoxicated for almost all the episodes. So it might be nice for me to rewatch it. I think maybe I was on a break from drinking when I was watching a couple, like maybe season one or season two. Uh, but I can't be sure of that, and I don't think I stopped drinking until after Breaking Bad ended. Not positive, but they have to look at a calendar. And even that, I'd be like, well, geez, that's t- those are tough steps. So 
They say probably missed a lot of Breaking Bad, you know, or like half saw it. So it'll be interesting to rewatch it. And, uh, you know, it might be fun to say, geez, I don't know if anybody could listen to this much stuff. But, I mean, somebody's got to do who Who else would, you know, try even attempt? I mean, maybe a lot of, you know, maybe, well, Evil Knievel, he could watch two episodes of Metastasis and an episode of Breaking Bad at the same time while jumping, uh, you know, a dirt bike over, you know, a, a pit of scorpions into, you know, he would jump one desert in Colombia and then one desert in uh, Mesa, I think is, you know, where New Mexico, wherever Breaking Bad takes place, Albuquerque, I think. And they say, well, he didn't have the technology actually to do that. And they said, well, the modern day evil can evil either the dude Blaine from uh, season two of Silicon Valley or, you know, the guy who, I said, geez, who is that guy? Travis Pastrana. I mean, he seems nicer than Blaine was in the show. Yeah, because I said, I I think I've seen him in some show one one time. Seemed like a nice enough guy, but he, he does a lot of jump stuff. Uh, so it'd be good, but let's run through it. So it opens as a red desert as opposed to a green, greenish desert. You know, very, you know, American desert, desert road runnery. I mean, not that we have a, you know, monopoly on red deserts. It's just my, you know, my, my uh, knowledge has a limitation of, uh, you know, my, all my landscape. I'm driven, I'm a g- landscape jingo, uh, jingoism, landscape jingoism. I think that, no, that was a poetry album I did. And I said, geez, I tried to interest us in landscape jingoism. Pancake uh, with Ringo's-ism. And yeah, they said no. Um, but it does open in a red desert. Our pants are flying, just like in the uh, Metastas. The RV is a little bit more of a mess, more liquid in there. It totally goes off the road instead of just crashing on the side of the road. It seemed like now I don't want to do any actor too much actor analysis because I thought about doing dual screen action, but I said, "Geez, multitasking's not my thing. Better to focus." But it seemed like Walter was a little bit more mad and exasperated, bordering on comical. But just because it was so relatable, the kind of comical. And they said, geez, did he go back? Walter, they showed, filmed him going back in the RV to get the uh, stuff. Ends up Trace Simonis' three weeks, I learned that. Uh, Someone says, oh, it takes him longer to get out of bed. I wrote slower for him to get out of bed. I saw the thing. It ends up he, he won part, he was part of winning a Nobel Prize. So I said, geez, alcoholism did that because I said I didn't, wasn't aware of that. And then there's a 50, dot, 50 in his bacon, his uh, veggie bacon. And Skyler and Walter Jr. have a little argument. I said, was that what was happening with Cielo and Walt Jr.? And I think there's some funny lines. They said, Walter Jr. says, these smell like Band-Aids. And then... Uh, Walter's teaching, I said, they have more money for breaking bags. There's more camera shots. Uh, kids kids in Columbia 
were way better looking than the kids in this American classroom. Uh, much better looking. I mean, it might just be a casting thing. Or Colombians might maybe just are more beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. Then people in Hollywood, though. But this was, I don't know if all the scenes were shot. I don't know. But it's just, a, I noticed that. But they also had green fire, which the kids loved, especially this one red-headed kid. And then Walter has a very, another line that was important. He says, growth, decay, and transformation. And I said, whoa, boy. There's a there's a line for a pilot episode of a freaking series, seminal TV series in uh, modern American television. Growth, decay, and transformation. Talk about a theme. And then when the punk kid drags the stool, way louder, way more irritating. Then there's a shot of Walter eating in the computer lab or something instead of in the uh, car wash. And then I think he has to work late. He goes home, man, Skylar's showing some serious cleavage. And then, uh, uh, what's her name? Marie, she's hitting the box of wine hard, and she's a little bit mean. And I say, is this just a pilot thing? Or is she always this mean to Skylar? Because she talks about, you know, how she says she's showing a little. Where the woman's like, I couldn't even tell if Skylar's pregnant. And Marie says, and then Hank is just terrible. I mean, terribly good acting but he's a terrible person and he steals he's just awesome he takes walter's beer he does a you know salute with walter's beer he says nostra vida and he's like hey how about a little excitement in your life walt and then we have the hand job scene and this time skylar's on ebay and she's talking about paint you know it's way longer, way more uncomfortable, the scene. She's talking about painting the house and working on Saturday, and Walt's talking about going to look at some Mars rover photography at a science museum. It was hard to watch in a brilliant way. And then the, the, pay, the payoff uh, was good. You have to see that again. And then the cat scan Walter's upside down. I said, was a... Walter Blanco, Blanco upside down. And then the doctor, then he's home from the doctor. Skylar's on the phone. She's on his case about spending uh, 1588 at Staples. She's like, how was your day? He's like, I don't know, fine. And then when Walter quits, he's, he's swearing here. He says, Bogdan, he's like, fuck you, fuck you and your eyebrows. And then we sit outside. It's a little more dirty of pool. It's like dawn. And then instead of being in the city of Columbia, Colombian city, Cartagena, they're in the suburbs. And they're talking green, sage, pottery barn. And then the cook's name's Captain Cook. And they're deciding whether he's uh, from Mexico, whether he's from Mexico or he's a white boy. And that's what their bet is. And then mostaza, I said, oh, that's what, the second time mustard came up. So they're talking about mustard gas versus phosphane gas. And then the guy, his name is Emilio that they bust, but he, I think Emilio Tayama. And Jesse's a little more clumsy when he comes out the window. And Walter's like, oh, my God, Pinkman. And then he has a cool, he says, uh, the captain on his uh, 
license plate. And then Walter goes to Jesse's house. He has a go. He says, yeah, I was curious. I never thought you'd amount to anything, to much. Uh, but methamphetamines, Jesse's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you want. And I'm not, I don't want to hear any speeches. Mr. Whitey could starts calling him. And he's like, I got a short speech. And he says, you've got nothing. And he says, you know business. I've got the chemistry. Jesse's laugh is a little bit, I don't know if it's more nuanced or just better than uh, Jose's. And then we have Skylar Marie. So like, geez, Skylar with this eBay stuff, you're making me crazy. And then I didn't realize Skylar was a frustrated writer, a short story book that didn't work out, a novel. Marie's hitting the line just like Cersei. Not quite as I say, I find Marie attractive, but nowhere in the ballpark of Cersei at all. Yeah, she's cute, I guess. And she's like, well, why is Walter cries at 50? And she's like, how's the sex? And he said, Marie. And then when Jesse's in his backyard, he doesn't have a pool. And it definitely seems like it's fall or autumn. And then Walter says, early Meyer flask. I liked that. And he says, didn't you learn anything from my guess? He goes, no, you failed me. And then they have art versus chemical versus making garbage versus purity. And then there's no rain in this episode. They're, you know, they're, they're in the desert. So when they're at the bank, you know, with the money, he says, yes, enough. He says, you're a drug dealer, negotiate. And then it, it, this is the break. If you're going to watch a scene, you know, fast forward us, because this is a great Breaking Bad scene. He says, you know, why, why is a guy like you break, suddenly break bad? I don't buy it. Like, Jesse wants to know why. And he says, you know, if we're going to be in business together, you know, if you're going nutso, which uh, foreshadowing he is, uh, you, you know, is something I need to know. But I, I always love to have, you know, why is a guy like you break bad or whatever? And then the, that was what they decided for the title of the show. Brilliant, brilliant show. And then it's a little bit, Walter Jr.'s in a dressing room, very frustrating for Walter Jr. to try these jeans on, and we feel, I felt the frustration. And then Skylar's a little bit overbearing. And then Walter's showdown with the bullies is a little more intense. You know, he's like, you want your shot, take it, take it. And they get some serious, cool Jethro Tull music going. And then instead of tigers, when Jesse, when they're out in the desert, Jesse's like, uh, he goes, there's nothing but cows out here. He goes, there's a cow house about two miles away. And Walter's like, cow house? He's like, yeah, cow house. That's where the cows live. And then Walter keeps it a cow house. He says, cow house, God help me. And then when they're done, uh, Jesse's like, this is art. And Walter's like, it's just basic chemistry when they're done with their cook. And then Jesse goes to the guy's house, and he says, I ain't buying, I'm selling, which we know in Spanish is uh, something, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, I'll do some flashcards, maybe. He says, that muchas palabras? I don't think so. That means a lot of, um, that's a lot of money. Muchas platas, mad stacks. And it's crazy and Emilio, but they have a neon yellow car. Uh, Emilio in Metastasis is way better cast. I mean, you know, it doesn't last very long, but uh, way better acting and, and casting, in my opinion. 
And then after everything, we towards the end, we cut to inside of Walter's gun, and it comes out. And then he talks about phosphine gas, and uh, he goes, you get a whiff of that, and poof. And he goes, hey, we got to clean this up. And then there's a real good music there at the end after that. And then Sky, Walter gets home, and Skyler's like, where were you? And he says, I'm fine. And she says, don't, don't shut me out. And he kind of stares for a minute. And then they start making love. Uh, but So that's a little bit about the Breaking Bad, uh, you know, I guess comparison a little bit, and that's it. So that's our first week of Metastasis, Language Learning, Breaking Bad, Sleep Podcast. Yeah, thanks for checking it out. If You know, I hope... Uh, if you, I hope you fell asleep during the Spanish portion or maybe that Breaking Bad portion. 